Welcome to the Building an Indie Business Podcast with Supreme Rum Ham. I'm your host, Alex. Today, uh, I will be discussing the book Evil by Design by Chris Nodder. I'm going to... Uh, the, the book is about um, taking you through how the seven deadly sins can be applied to interaction design of a website. So the seven deadly sins are pride, sloth, gluttony, anger, envy, lust, and greed. So I'm going to talk about what exactly those are, and then I'm going to give a few examples of how someone can apply these um, sins to their website and just things that I found in, like interesting examples of each sin. Uh, but first, I wanted to discuss a few podcast things. Um, there's the Patreon page, which supports the hosting and editing of the podcast. Also, very big news, I learned how to edit a podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Your applause is appreciated. So, um, I guess now the pot or the Patreon page isn't for specifically editing, but it might be for improving the podcast. I don't really think there's anything I need to add editing-wise to the podcast. I might add outro music, but not right away. Alright, so let's get into the book. There's Pride. Pride is described as arrogance, loss of touch with reality, overestimating one's capabilities, uh, thinking that you can do uh, no wrong. So the first example of pride that I liked is uh, provide users with reasons to buy your product. So this could be testimonials or showing the, the users how your product can improve their life. All right. So the next one for pride is um hold on is oh wait get testimonials. So this is just having people say good things about your website um, on and then adding it to your website. Uh, another thing to do is people trust websites that are certified in some way. So you can add the, according to the book, you can add any certification from like SSL 
to McAfee uh, certification, which I'm pretty sure uh, McAfee um, logo on the website pretty much means nothing. But that people will see that and then trust the website. Um, the next one is help people complete a set. So basically, you give users badges or achievements, and then they'll want to um, complete the set and get as many badges as they can. This, this really applies to games and not like SaaS businesses, but I'm sure there's a way you can apply it to your SaaS in some way, shape, or form. The next one, oh, hold on, is that the last one? Oh yeah, so now we're on to sloth. And sloth is described as laziness. And one way you could use sloth to get people to use your website is to have fewer options. So instead of overloading people with three to five options, you give them two options and that way it narrows down the decision making and they're less likely to not make a decision. The next sloth um, tactic that you could use is pre-pick the options for your uh, users. So you set up your website to the with the preferred options that you would rather have a user sign up for pre-selected. So that way, if they wanted to change anything, they'd have to do the work instead of um, them choosing the other option themselves. Okay, the next uh, for gluttony, Hold on, I have the book right in front of me, and I'm just, I'm sometimes reading right through it. And gluttony is described as uh, overabundance. Okay, so the first tactic in gluttony is make customers work for a reward. And the example they use is there's this company, uh, Canadian Tire, and what they do is they give out like little, it's not a coupon, but it's like money that they can use in the store, and the value is like five cents. Let me see. And so they give out these, I guess, every purchase they make at, they give their money to customers every time they make a purchase, but the money is like five cents, 10 cents, and 25 cents. So it takes users a long time to get enough of these notes 
that they could actually make a purchase. And and that keeps them coming back because they have to work for the reward. Okay, the next one is display product weakness to build trust. So what you can do is you show or you compare uh, your competitor's website and say this is what they have and this is what we don't have and this builds trust because you're being transparent uh, with your users and they're they will trust you more because of that the next thing is save the time-consuming tasks for last so say if you have users filling out a form and what you want to do is you want them to do the uh, do the simplest things on the form first so that could be like putting your name in putting your email in and then you do the credit card last because they uh they've put in the this time already filling out the form and then uh they're not going to just abandon filling out your form at the very last step okay so the next tactic is um add extra steps for cancellation so this can be like you when they go to cancel you add an are you sure pop up and this will have them think twice about um canceling and that would make them less likely to cancel their subscription uh finally the last one for uh, gluttony is pre-fill forms for users with the expensive options as the default options so this is very simple similar to the preferred options in sloth but the difference is that these are the expensive options and not your preferred options okay so the next uh, sin is anger and anger is um, a biological change in your brain and the first tactic to prevent people from becoming angry is use humor so the example they use in the book is that when a website goes out for the 404 error you can make it funny and if this is like a very in like a, a very serious company or like product like product 
management software or something like that, they'll be less likely to become angry at the fact that your software is not working. The next uh, tactic is to avoid outrage by making small changes. And the example they use in the book is Facebook. So when Facebook makes, when Facebook made changes in the past, like big changes to their website, people would get angry. And so to avoid people getting angry, what you can do is make small changes. So for example, with my website, um, I, you could, I could change the button first and then I could change the footer, the header, and then I change anything else. And I just do that one at a time so that it's not too many changes at once. Uh, the next tactic for scare is um, scare people. And the example they use in the book is antivirus software. So McAfee, for example, will say, oh, um, the thing you downloaded has a virus. Here, use our software, pay for it, and we will get rid of that virus. And that's how they make money. Um, the next sin is envy. And envy is um, it's like jealousy, I guess. And the first tactic that I liked is um, create desirability in your product so people will want to use it. And the way you can create desirability in your product is to be secret about um, any information about the product. So this is something that Apple does where they release very little information. Um, the next thing you could do is make it scarce. So only make it available to uh, a few people. The next thing you can do is create an identity for the users of the product that you're selling. So um, Apple does a really good job of this by like creating a community for their products. Um, the next thing you could do is the aesthetics make it look very nice and people will desire it just based on how it looks and then functionality you solve a problem that they have and they will buy it okay so the next tactic is um make people feel ownership before they buy it so one way that people do this is getting people to prepay so you can um do a kickstarter campaign 
um, one way that I heard I've heard of is that some people allow potential users to claim their username before um, the website starts up. I can't remember the people who started this, but I think it was either the people who do the Art of Product podcast or the Honey Badger. No, the Founder Quest podcast. But I got that idea from somewhere. Oh, Justin Jackson also talks about that too. Uh, I will try to find the exact article or place where he talked about it because I definitely read it from him. All right. So the next uh, way to create envy is to create statuses on your website. So this can be like the you create a badge for like the amount of money that each person gives you. So like you have like on Patreon, you would have a badge for the people that give you one dollar. You could have a different badge for people that give you five dollars and a different badge for people that give you $10. And then when you create those statuses, you allow users to display those statuses. And you can do this by, like, let's say on my podcast directory website, anyone who adds anything to the website has a little thing right next to their username that says, oh, they're a $10 Patreon supporter. Okay, so the next sin is lust. Uh, And lust is... It's... uh, an intense desire for an item. So, the way you can create lust is be the second best. So, it talks about, in the book, about this one airline that says they're advertising... Oh, no. It's a car rental company. Um, Avis. So, what they do, their advertising is, we're the second best. Use us because will treat you better than the first best because they're too busy having too many customers. Okay. So the next tactic is give something to get something. And uh, this is also called reciprocity. So you give something for free and then people will feel obliged to help you out. So, um, in the book, they talk about how what some people do is, um, oh, Cafe Press. So what they do is they thank you for your purchase. They send you an email thanking you for your purchase. And then, what they ask for is for you to rate or review their website or like I guess the person that sold them their thing like the item you bought so by them thanking you 
you would feel the need to help them out and review whatever they wanted. Okay, so the next thing they say is to give something for free. And they give the example of shipping on Amazon where it they have like a threshold for free shipping. I think it's $25. And what they really do is they're just, they raise the price of the products to cover the free shipping. And so when you, when the user sees something for free, they will pay to get that free thing. So let's say they spent $23. They'll buy something for $2 just to get the shipping for free. Okay, so the next thing, oh, the Ben Franklin effect. Let me see where this is. Um, oh, so the Ben Franklin effect is to show people who have done us a favor, see us in a better light. So you asked someone for a favor. So the example they use in the book is how in a workplace, someone was having trouble with their coworker or their boss or something like that. And what he did was he asked for to borrow a book in his library so that the person he was borrowing the book from, his boss, would be like, oh, we have the same interests and I will help you out because I'm now invested in you because we have the same interests. Okay. So, greed. Greed is the desire to get or keep more stuff than you need. This is a very long chapter. I'm just going to say that right now. And the first tactic that the book suggests is turn tasks into games. So how you can do that is you let people compare their stats. So like for Anchor, I guess, my podcast host, what they can do is they can allow uh, people in different or in the same category of podcasting to see like different stats of different podcasts and that way um, they could get users on their platforms to compete and use the um, um, to use the platform more to create more podcasts the next tactic is when the opportunity to, to buy so this is like allowing users to buy something instead of just or allowing users the right to buy something instead of having them just buy it outright so this example would be like ebay where they have to bid for the right to buy it okay so the next tactic is um use tokens so 
what this is is like um like gift cards where people buy the gift card and they can only use that gift card in the store so by buying a gift card you're already prepaying for whatever item that the gift card recipient would buy and they said like um Best Buy made like 11 million dollars one year just on unused gift cards. I thought that was crazy. Okay. So the final tactic is to show the second best option first. And the example they use is the Wall Street Journal where when you go to buy a subscription, they show you the print price, then they show you the wallstreetjournal.com, and then they show you the, the print and wallstreetjournal.com pricing together. And you see the prices side by side and you're able to easily compare the best option. Okay, so that is Evil by Design by Chris Notter. Those were some of the examples in the book that I liked. Um, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you enjoyed it and got value out of it. If you have any questions, please tweet me at supreme rum ham please email me srhpodcast at gmail.com i've also created a twitter page for the podcast i believe it is b a i b podcast on twitter um thank you for listening have a nice day bye